Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion Knives. Live from the campus of Top Radio, under the direction of Guido, Scoot, and Johnson, it's the pride of podcasting. It's Got Your Ears On. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Oh, my. And Johnson. I miss basketball, Guido. <laughs> I miss sports. What is going on? So, uh, Johnson, uh, we haven't played basketball now in what? Is is it almost a week it and a half? It feels like uh, since there's been a game. A coon's age. Two weeks. Almost two weeks. Yeah. it's. I can't confirm this, but I believe Oscar will be eligible the next time <laughs> WVU plays basketball. Oscar will be playing for the Big Blue. So West Virginia postpones their January 12th game against Baylor, their January 16th game against TCU, and their January 19th game this week against Oklahoma State, allegedly traveling to Manhattan, Kansas, to play K-State on Saturday, um, but no time has been confirmed. No network has been confirmed yet. It's been a thing. So WVU gets hit by the COVID bug, guys, and it couldn't have come at a worse time, I don't think. Well, and it feels weird, Scoot, because I feel like I haven't been nervous or angry for like two weeks now you know it's odd i'm used every yeah. couple days i'm used to being really angry or anxious or nervous or some and i haven't had that feeling it's kind of weird it's like and i see these other ba- i'm flipping channels i see these other basketball games on and it's like it's some there's just like a void in my life right now this yeah it's weird um it's definitely weird it kind of has a feel like when we went into the postseason last year where it just kind of shut yes. off. Yes, it does feel that way. Right. And you don't know you don't know what to do. Like, you just don't know. The only difference, I guess, would be is that a lot of your com- competitors are still playing, which would be different. But um, Right. But, they ha- I mean, there there's also been other games canceled because I think Iowa State, K-State postponed a game this week. And so – and the other the other part I think that's really strange about it, you know, for West Virginia is is so you're not playing any games, but on top of that, you're not practicing either. You've got right. only five guys. Huggins said the other day he only has five guys that can practice right now, and one of those guys is injured and spending most of his time in the treatment room. That you know, so you're down to four guys on the court running what two on two like. And so that makes it odd. You're not practicing. He's. I guess they hope to start practicing either Wednesday or Thursday of this week before the game. Um, it's just a weird situation. And I guess the big question is, Johnson, is how much does this set the team back? Yeah, and I think it's it's also kind of eye opening that you know going going through the stuff we were going to talk about tonight you you had mentioned that they've now reached the minimum games played to be in the NCAA tournament so it's it's scary to think that we have to make note of that because you know do we do we get everybody healthy either covid or non covid back and then when they are healthy um to your question i think yeah you we you know we all know that any kind of delay, any kind of downtime, it's not the best. It's not the best when you're in that repetition, that every two, three day repetition. And I think it's kind of unfortunate. It's unfortunate anyway, but it's unfortunate at a time when we're already working. Jalen Bridges in. We're trying to deal with Oscar um, and Isaiah being out. We're, we were already thinking that this new version of this team was kind of coming together in that road trip to Oklahoma, even though they lost that OU game. And that, you know, they've had some 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 highs and lows in this new version of the team but they were starting to gel I think you know Scoot and I were talking about we like you know we actually like this new version of the team so it feels like another kind of like stubbing your toe along the way of of working these kinks out and getting everything going for the for the home stretch here so yeah it's it it feels painful well and the other thing about it that's kind of crazy is that there was so much hype 
build around our team going into this season. And we were part of that hype. We were part of building that hype early on, Scooty. And then now, not only have you had issues with the team and players leaving and all of that, but now you also have this two-week period where there's no practicing or little practicing and the guys aren't together pra- to you know playing games or they're, they're all having a quarantine. And I, I just feel like the luster of this season has just completely rubbed off. And you've been the guy all along who's been like, don't worry, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen now, Scoot. So, well, here's here's how I take this. I would much rather have this break now where maybe the majority are sick. I don't know if they are or not, but maybe the majority have tested positive, let's say. Maybe not sick, per se, but tested positive. I would rather have that happen now then we get ready for a conference tournament or you know let's say we are a four seed or a a three seed or even a five seed in the tournament and then all of a sudden kind of like the tbt our see our season's over cut short whereas right now having this issue now i think that gives us a better chance of potentially playing at the end of the season I mean, there haven't been too many programs, to my knowledge, that have had to shut down multiple times. So I think that this maybe is a, I don't want to say you want to shut down at any time, but, you know, you look at Gonzaga, they had to shut down at some point. So um, I think we'll be all right. Uh, a lot of times, too, even though we're not practicing and and there's a little bit of a you know break there, I think that uh, sometimes you come back a little fresh, a little bit more fresh. Maybe you don't take things for granted as much. So there might be a little bit of buy-in more in what the coaching staff's trying to do. So um, I'll be interested to see how they come back. Uh, Now, is the game away? It's in Manhattan, you said, at the uh, world-famous octagon of doom. That's correct. um, Home of Colin Klein, the the best college football player uh maybe in the last 20 years according to espn when we last played with colin klein the, the quarterback from kansas state you remember him they called him like some sort of I think transformer they called him name. optimus klein or something optimus Op- klein Op- yes optimus klein yeah right because he was amazing and he ended up where professionally well and you mentioned <laughs> the octagon of doom you also have to um you also have to deal with you know some noise from the sideline when you enter the octagon of doom right? now oh, johnson God. will you be wearing your so if you hadn't thought about that yet, johnson then... will you be wearing your jacob pullen beard um will you, will you bust out your jacob pullen beard yeah, that's a great that was a great touch wasn't it that was like a whole uh venue full of jacob pullen beards there for a while right remember that yeah and i mean not to dissuade any uh fans that might be listening some rival fans i'm sure we have a lot of kansas state and maybe kansas natives listening to our podcast but um i would rank kansas state a very close uh second maybe if if iowa state is 1a kansas state would be 1b in places no one really cares about <laughs> right <laughs> i thought you were gonna go texas tech but i'll give you that uh the the other thing about this weird schedule though guido is now and i i just wanted to give a shout out to josh witt because he's our bud but he's his tweet is the one that i kind of scrolled through and realized what it means i was following wvu men's basketball's announcement of how these games are now getting kind of shuffled around and 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 josh uh he's at i'm josh witt he he tweeted out that, you know, the Baylor game now gets rescheduled in the middle of the existing schedule. So now there's an upcoming eight-day stretch where WVU has to play Baylor back-to-back. Uh, so, like, it's not bad enough that you're playing in this conference. You're playing top ten teams all the time. Now you get the treat. Uh, I think he pointed out in an eight-day stretch they go home versus Baylor. Then they have to go to Baylor. Then while they're on that road trip, they have to go at Texas uh, and then at TCU. So that's that feels like right yeah. now in the moment of us talking about this, trying to get guys healthy, trying to get guys back on track, that feels brutal. Well, in the Big 12 also this year, you know, I, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, but they've put 11 days. So the regular season currently right now ends on February 27th, and the Big 12 championship 
uh, tournament doesn't start until March 10th. So there are 11 days in there of downtime where they built that in for this particular reason that games are going to get canceled i mean and let's be honest the chances of us even if we play in manhattan on saturday making it through the rest of the schedule without getting another one canceled for some reason is probably pretty slim so you're probably going to see a lot of these games also get moved somewhere between the 27th and 10th of march and then like you said earlier johnson and in our show notes you know WVU, all the Big 12 teams have now reached, you know, and most NCAA Division One teams have now reached that magic number that requires them to get into the NCAA tournament. So, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, the only thing you're looking at now is winning games to help you with your, or losing games to hurt you with your yeah. seeding in the tournament. Yeah, right. This idea of Manhattan, Kansas being the little apple does anyone really believe that they're the little apple? I feel like we've talked about this. I feel like this has come out before on the show, Johnson. I feel like Scoot just he, he's I'm like ticked about very it. upset about Manhattan. Well, and I I you, think at least he's <laughs> consistent though. He's got some sore spots in the conference. I think Ames is one. Um, I don't know if when we go back to historic Gallagher Iba Arena oh, at Oklahoma God. State. I think all of Scoot's angst kind of, if there was a seed from which this propagates out into branches, it is historic Gallagher Iba Arena, Guido. I think that's that's what gets him yeah. going. So when we I talk can't about wait till we other- play on uh, the court at Texas Christian University that uh, somehow they've tried to mimic the texture and, and complexity of uh, Mr. Dixon's hairdo. I think that's what they've used as the backdrop on that court is not so much the the scales of a frog, which I don't even think frogs have scales, but apparently horned ones do. (laughs) But now you've got Jamie Dixon's hairstyle, I think, which is what they've used to stain the the court with. Yeah, it's a rough court to look at. So Coach Huggins in his press conferences all week and this week has just continually talked about how he's never had to experience, you know, he's never had this experience before in the middle of a season, you know, things getting shut down, not having the ability to practice and work on things. Um, And, and then he, and then he went on to talk about how on top of all of that, your competitors are still playing and there's no bottom in the big 12. Like there are no, all the teams in the big 12 are good. And so now and and I felt like listening to him on Friday when he did his you know weekly Friday sports thing with with Tony, I felt like he was trying Johnson to to really temper expectations to really make us be prepared for upcoming losses. Yeah, and I think even though wasn't it K State specifically that had a pretty horrible loss to start the season? Wasn't that against like a Division three? Uh, Fort Hayes. Yes, Fort Hayes. I think, you know, they've even largely kind of righted the ship. So I I know where Hugs is coming from. Now, I would remind him, too, that I never thought there was a bottom in the Big East, (laughs) in the the old Big East, to be honest with you. Maybe you get a DePaul, I guess, every now and then. But I think for him, he's he's probably thinking, like, you know, even with a full, strong complement of all my guys going – you know, this is a tough this is a tough conference to to bang around in. Now I've got all these obstacles. What what am I supposed to what am I supposed to do? Do you think Huggins likes the Big Twelve? Mm. I, I think if you pressed him, I would I would venture to I wouldn't be shocked if he said no, just simply because of the grueling travel. I mean, I think they've now got it down to I agree. They've you know, they've they've now got it down to where they do these road trips and things, but I think that was only after, if I remember correctly, you know, the first few years in the league, he had to protest until they kind of at least aligned things so they could do a couple games on a road trip and stuff. I, I mean, I think he likes the competition. I, you know, I don't think anyone really wants to be in a dog of a conference. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I think if he had his way, like most of us, we'd prefer to just stay on the East Coast, stay in at least Eastern time. I think that with the Big 12 and with travel today, it's all flights, it's all airplanes, you know. And I think, you know, back in the Big East days, we would bus it to a lot of those. They, were t- they weren't flying to all of those games. They were busing yeah, to a lot I, of those you're games, You're right, too. but I think with this, I think he's lamented before, you know, his guy. No one else has to deal with what his, his guys have to deal with, you know, getting home at 2 in the morning and then maybe getting a few hours of sleep and back at it the next day in some cases. So uh, that's got to wear on you after, a, you know, 
over the course of a season. So uh, we don't have any – I mean, we have this game coming up, hopefully, on Saturday as the team will get back together and travel to K-State and play in the – what is it, the Brumbridge, Brumbridge Coliseum? Think, is that what yeah. they call it? It's the I real name right. of that place? Yes. It's the <laughs> – um, and uh, and then we'll see what happens from there, getting back in into things. Brambledge, maybe. Now Brambledge? I'm trying to remember. Brum- Brambledge? Brumbledge. I don't Brambledge? know. I just remember Octagon the of Doom. Octagon of Doom. And I just remember the. Uh, I always liken Bruce Weber to remember the storks from um, Finding Nemo. Remember that? Like we've always kind of likened yeah. him to mine, mine mine yeah like he's always screaming so that's going to be a delightful watch on saturday if we get that game seagulls seagulls yeah Yeah, what did i say yeah storks seagulls oh i meant seagulls storks i guess seagulls what i mean they're birds (laughs) it's all i mean it's foul Uh, yeah kansas state hasn't really been relevant 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 since frank martin and bob huggins were on the sidelines since hugs was there yeah. Like, since right. then, I mean, Bruce Weber, I got to believe that, like, until he got this job, did anyone think he was still in coaching? I didn't even, like, I, he had bounced around from Illinois well, I and think we're probably some other forgetting. places. I feel, like, I feel like he's had some, some really nice conference success with Kansas State. I feel like we're forgetting maybe a couple seasons would you, ago. Would you argue that he is Jim Levitt's hair rival? Uh, I don't know. Jim Levitt, the lack of a neck makes me focus on other things than Jim Levitt's hair a lot more than Bruce Weber. I don't know that I would um, make them. They're rivals. both very, very, uh, very similar in my mind. They both kind of speak from the neck though. Hmm. Now that you say that something to think about, <laughs> but sure. So what you're saying though, you, you still peg Bruce Weber with the Illini. Is what you're saying? Yeah, right? like if I think of Bruce Weber, I think that's the only time he's really coached anything. Is Illinois? We're probably was he loud? Can- Do we remember if he was he was he a loud coach when he coached there? I don't remember. Like I don't remember screaming in the. Way. Yeah, I don't remember thinking of him that way. Like he is so annoying. <laughs> I am not like that's the one game we're going to come back to is that guy yelling stupid stuff on the sideline. That's going to be annoying with no fans. And I was at the game last year in Morgantown when K State played, and it, I mean, I was sitting in the two hundred level, like halfway up, and I could hear him like as clear as day screaming "Block out!" You know, so yeah, and I can uh, it, I can remember I it mean, being distracting on the TV broadcast. You know, like yeah, is that a fan? It's an, oh it's no, crazy. wait, that's Bruce it's, Weber. You know that my two daughters, one's going to end up going to Iowa State and the other will go to Kansas yes. State. And then I'm going to be forced to have to wear some sort of it's paraphernalia. Gonna, it's going to all catch up to you. And Proud dad. You're proud right. K-State dad. Yes, my daughter stickers goes yeah. to Iowa State on I'll your- I'll have the mug. Yes. Yeah. It'll I'll be all, like- It'll uh, all catch up to you. I can't wait. Sylvester the Cyclone or whatever it'll that be great thing's name is. Is that You just made that up, but it's great, even if it's not real. I don't think it is. It, I don't think it's real. Well, from now on, it's Sylvester the Cyclone. Uh, well, we'll see what happens, guys, with, uh, with some basketball. But uh, let's move forward to a little bit of, of uh, football talk. We have football things to talk about, which is kind of exciting. Uh, congrats to Coach Brown. He was named the American Football Coaches uh, Association on the Board of Trustees there. Uh, he's the representative from the Big 12. So I guess every uh, Power Five and Group of Five schools have or conferences have one coach that yep. represents them. Uh, two freshmen. Two freshmen named to uh, true freshman All-American, which are Zach Frazier from the offensive line and Prince Akeem Mesador on the defensive line. So that's yeah, that's how pretty cool is that, awesome. dude? I mean, I think Prince Akeem was it's like good. the first true freshman. Well, I don't know. Is Zach Frazier a true freshman? Yes, both are true. Because that that's amazing. I mean, that you know, we we wanted to highlight that because that. That's not has that even happened for WVU in the past? I'm not really. Well, what's interesting about Zach Frazier is not to make him seem average because he's obviously above average, but size wise, he's not like some sort of like enormous specimen where like you know you walk into a room and then there's this giant. He's not. He's he's kind of a I don't know. I I don't know what is he's listed at. I'm gonna guess somewhere in the neighborhood of. Uh, 
6'1 to 6'2 at the most height-wise. And then he's probably, uh, what, 260, 270-something maybe? Off, you know, He doesn't seem very big. I think big. mostly what you're hearing is, is that he has, like, just amazing – football IQ that he's just you know he's really he's got a really good football you know acumen and then you know they talk about the other thing that they talked a lot about him was the size of his hands so they talk about offensive linemen having you know and how important the size of your hands are and how he has like whatever that is nine inches of of span on his hands which is supposed to be ginormous scoot i i would imagine you're probably a good what eight and a half inches uh well when i shake people's hands it's as if i'm grabbing their nub because they can't even see their hands (laughs) um do you guys remember phil loadout from oklahoma who was like a behemoth of a man i remember the name yeah Yeah, he's like a left tackle like he was like i feel like he was like seven feet and 500 pounds (laughs) yeah yeah, he was. He was something. He was like though. He was like six ten and like uh, like just shy of four hundred. He was gigantic. Zach Frazier, not in the same yeah. ballpark. Not the same ballpark. So, congrats to both Akeem and Zach on that. Other uh, WVU football news, guys. Uh, in the Sports Illustrated way too early uh, preseason poll for next year, West Virginia gets ranked twenty third nationally. Some might argue that the title way too early might just be that way too early <laughs> like let's well there's been there's been a lot of chatter scoot there's been a lot of chatter out uh, out there on the the twitter sphere and in facebook world that garrett green's got more of a shot than i think most wvu fans think at being the starting well, qb i'm gonna tell you right now if jared daigie is the starting quarterback in 2021 I'm going to start taking down the tent at, at the base camp. I'm going to start folding up some, folding the cots up. We're going to start rolling the sleeping bags. You're going to let your Sherpa go, like take him off the payroll. I'm going to say, hey, we'll see you later. You're on your own. You can head up the hill by yourself. Uh, yeah, the base camp, we're going to be, you know, putting out the fires. Well, don't you think this is also a, you know, like, like we talked about the um, – kind of the things that resonate after you win a bowl game. Um, doesn't this feel like, you know, that that's more of that, like, post-bowl game victory, good feelings, you know, positive stuff. I don't think you find us in the way-too-early poll if we lose that game tomorrow. No, I don't think we well, would. And I – yeah, no, I – I don't. I agree with you. And in, in, a, in other interesting news, it's, I'm actually surprised Austin Kendall's leaving for his third school. He actually came out in an interview um, last week, and they were, you know, asking more follow up to the bowl stuff. And he said in the interview, he said, "We are not losing this damn game." And, then, and that's how he got into the game. He's like, "We." He coach said, "You're going to get in." He goes, "We are not losing this damn game." And it's like. Well, now Austin Kendall's becoming this like West Virginia folk hero for bringing us back to life in in the Liberty Bowl. You know, do you guys but think? I that, think Scoot would probably. Well, I was going to say, do you guys think that we are potentially developing a relation? Or, or relate? Do you guys think that we are potentially developing a reputation of being a school that starts a quarterback? And then when we think something better has come along, we start that guy. And now we're probably going to – something better is going to come along. So we get these transfer guys who come in and then we just put them out to pasture. I don't think so because I think you could say that about like 85% of college football teams, to be honest with you. Like, I right. mean, as soon I as mean, something – I mean, there are very few college football teams – where the guy plays every year, year yeah, in I mean, and year I think out. We can I mean, even, you, you look we can at even it. point to like Tua and people coming in for like a Jalen Hurts, you know, a couple seasons. I feel like that's yeah. every team. Yeah. yeah. But I think for us, to me, this was actually a bit unprecedented for us because I feel like usually when we proclaim a starter, um, that guy is pretty cemented in for his tenure. Don't you think? I mean, I can't think. It's been a while since we, you know, you have to go all the way back to somebody like an Adam Bednarik and then Pat comes in where someone truly supplanted a, a starter. I, Maybe I'm missing somebody. I was somebody, really surprised because but... I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Neil Brown would be willing to take that risk. Like, I, I feel like he was a guy that, you know, it's kind of like uh, bringing in the guy uh, in the middle of an inning instead of letting him start a clean inning. 
you know, I I think it would be not as crazy right. if he had decided, listen, we're going to go with Austin Kendall for the bowl game because Jared Dagey hasn't been, you know, producing or we've not liked what we've seen in practice. But for him to switch it up in the game, I was surprised because I, I don't know that we've seen that. So, Scooty, if Garrett Green gets announced the starting quarterback game one of next year, are you, like, lacing up the hiking boots? I mean, let's. This is what this is what I'm going to do. Are you adding some uh, touches to the camp, or what are you doing? If no, if are you getting are you getting some Cliff bars and yeah, stuffing them in your backpack? Some like, extra that's what I North Face jackets. Here's, and... here's what's happening. If Garrett Green is the starting quarterback, or I mean, I don't think they'll ever do this, but even Goose Goose Crowder, one of those two guys is the that starting quarterback. I'll start checking the weather. To see if the, <laughs> the conditions are favorable for climbing. If not, I'm packing things up. We're getting out of there. Well, I think you can at least be confident, though, that having witnessed what we've witnessed with Austin, moving to Daggy, Kendall back in because we're not losing this damn game in the bowl game. I think if you do see something like that, then you have to assume that whoever that person is, Coach Brown, genuinely feels like that is the best person to get us victories at that time um i don't i don't think i i think like you just said scoot the days of someone just saying well that guy's been the starter and i'm not going to pull the rug out from under him even though i think he's you know playing like poop lately i i think he's he's gonna make the executive decisions and i think that's cool i, I hope that continues to be the case now i know you guys didn't like this but for the brief moments that Garrett Green got in, I felt like he had a little bit of fire in his belly. I felt like he, uh, I think he actually talked a little trash. Uh, yeah, and I know that you guys didn't I think like they that. Were, they were all trick plays. They were all like, they were all like catchy, like weird. They weren't, it wasn't like a true, like, I want to see him run a series or two or three and, and, you know, be a quarterback. Like the times he's gotten in, it was that weird direct snap thing, and all well, of this and other Scoot, stuff. I would you know? just counter that I got aggravated with it because you're leaving out some context that I think is very important. I believe he was talking a lot of smack and like jawing at wasn't that Eastern Kentucky at the time? Uh, yeah, right. It was like, like Eastern Kentucky. On. That's yes. what I. That's why I made the comment to you. Now you have to add that context in. I mean. Isn't he from Kentucky? Uh, I don't so, know. Is he? I, maybe, I think he is. Maybe that was part of it. No, I don't. Maybe he was. He? Maybe it was like uh, past rivals that he was chirping at. But I think we also didn't get to hear. We didn't get to see him throw any passes. I think most of that was just like running plays. He maybe threw one or two passes, but yeah. but I'm still saying, hey, Scoot, don't be surprised if you come out of spring ball and Jarrett Deggie's still your man. Because uh, to me, it's the most practical decision considering the amount of experience and not wanting to throw a guy into the fire. Now, I think it would be cool if we see one of the new guys, but like, don't be shocked. It seems entirely plausible if, if he's still your guy. Guido, can, can we get confirmation on Garrett Green's uh, bio where he's from? I, I, do not, I, th I do not think he's from Kentucky. Reese Smith is he from. He is from Tallahassee. Well, I'm sure there's a very heavy Florida population. I mean, Ta Tallahassee's very similar to Kentucky in, in a lot of ways, but but uh, no, he's from Tallahassee. Florida. Known to hate Kentucky, so that's yes. where that animosity. I mean, comes. it's yes. uh, pretty much a rival to that part of Kentucky. Uh, so moving on, in, in a former WVU coaching news, Johnson Rich Rod uh, has kind of been in the news the last week or so yeah i mean come on wvu folks love to talk about rich rod right they never they never get enough <laughs> rich yeah, rod right. so i think it was cool we you know <laughs> we just took note that he's ended up uh, terry bowden has hired him to be the offensive coordinator at louisiana monroe now scoot i guess he was in the same position with Ole miss um he's now moving on to ulm i think his son now looks to be their quarterback so that's a lot to do with it and we we heard him talk about that during the week on uh, when he joined Pat McAfee on Pat McAfee's show uh, to, to give an interview. He talked about some of that where that was the, you know, he was kind of maybe considering just being finished and it was a cool opportunity and he's, he's really looking forward to it. And by the way, we'll link to all that in the show notes. Cause if you haven't seen him on, on Pat's show, he actually, uh, he said some interesting stuff, Guido about, you know why he left and the whole move to Michigan. He even talked about the courtship with Alabama a little bit. It was it was an interesting watch if you haven't seen it. 
do you do you do you credit it more to the fact that Coach Stewart and Dana Holgerson took over after Rich Rod as to why we don't talk more about John Beeline like we do Rich Rodriguez? Or do you credit it to the fact that Rich Rod is from West Virginia and John Beeline, while I believe he went to Wheeling Jesuit, um, wasn't necessarily a native of West Virginia? Why Why do we harp on rich rod and not beeline they both left us they both went to the same school um both had success i mean beeline uh really made wv really nationally relevant after a time where yes we had brent's you know final or uh, sweet 16 but like he will even tell you that was kind of a blip on the radar when you look at west virginia basketball uh nationally so why do we talk about Rich Rod. I think, one, you hit it right on the head. Like, I think it 100% has to do with the fact he was the hometown boy. He was coming home. He had played at WVU. It was, you know, there were all of those factors that were built into it. And I think that, and and I can speak as a West Virginian and say that we can be very naive and gullible sometimes where we think that people will put the state before money. And I think that we all thought that Rich was going to stay forever because he was West Virginia and we were West Virginia, and those two things never break apart. Where Beeline, I, I don't, and I can say, I, I felt like when John Beeline came on that we were just a stepping stone for him. Like I didn't even, I was surprised he stayed around as long as he did, whatever, five years that he was at West Virginia. I mean, because he had had such a great program at Richmond before, and then he, you know, and built Richmond's program up. Then he came to us and was building our program up. And I think we all kind of thought that that was going to be, you know, that he was going to move on. But I think with Rich Rod, it's it had a hundred percent to do with the fact that he was, you know, from down the road. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that. That's probably why people hold that against him a little bit more. I'm just sitting here thinking that, as weird as it sounds, Scoot. I don't know that I've ever rooted against John Beeline, to be honest with you. I mean, he was always right. such a great ambassador right. for the school. Um, I respected the heck out of him while he was here. And even though he, you know, would give you, it'd be a perfect reason to just root against Michigan basketball all the time. I honestly don't feel like I've done that. He's he's always been such a class act, it seems like. Do we feel like he stepped in and um... – we appreciate him more because of the Dan Dockich situation. Do we, do we kind of put him in a different light because we see that John Beeline was one willing to take a chance on us when the reason why Dan Dockich didn't was because he was saying that, I guess he was insinuating that there were going to be uh, what some, some NCAA sanctions and then nothing really came of that. And so it kind of looked, made Dan Dockage look really stupid and uh still to this day still to actually, this day yes Dan Dockage just saying things makes him look really stupid yes, he takes care of that all on his own actually yeah but, I mean that probably that probably shapes it some I'm sure yeah so, but definitely interesting definitely uh an interesting sort of topic well listen guys let's take a break we'll come back with bluff the fluffs everybody's favorite game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast so don't go anywhere you're listening to got your ears on. Vortec Knives is a West Virginia owned and operated company specializing in high quality steel, fast opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to vortechknives.com today and use the code GYEO, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, knives.com, a West Virginia owned and operated company specializing in fast opening, high quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears on Guido along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us on the social media. Just look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also look on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears on. We're there. We're funny. We repost things and then complain a lot. That's pretty much all we do on there. Um, So, guys, it's time for the number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluffs. And I want to say... We wanted to try something new for season two, but we got some uh, we got some feedback 
guys about about, about our the new wagers format. in the new format, perhaps. Yeah, a lot of it was about uh, Scoot's inability. I mean, even though Scoot won, I mean, I feel like Scoot should really fight back on this because it did cause him to win in the end. Uh, 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 you know, Scoot's ability to sort of one side the the game and the fact that I think everybody was just confused that all well, the math I tried to I think we in, anticipated you know. Scoot's gambling all in mentality on the points. Like I think the points were good in theory, but where I'm tend to be conservative in spots, Scoot's all in every time. I've heard a lot from the uh, gambling and casino industry and in that uh, they're yeah. very interested in having me uh, in their casinos like Scooty, in the near future. Like, uh, I want to see I want to see Scooty doing like a uh, poker world tour event and watching him like all in, like pushing all the chips in every time. I'd wear some sort of weird sunglasses. I mean, Scoot's yeah, I'm sure go big or go a backwards home. hat. That's what he was doing. And a scarf. Right. I'd wear a scarf. So I, I, I think uh, what we'll do is is we're just gonna. Stick with what we know, guys, and go back to the old format. All Stick right. with what works. Yeah. But unfortunately, unfortunately for Scoot, that means the coin flip has been brought back. That's okay. Which I'm very and, good. And uh, Scoot has a really bad. He's really bad at, at winning the coin flip. You know. So. Uh, so I, I even though we're going old format, we can't go based on who won last. Okay. No, no. I mean, if we're okay. going to old format, we got to bring okay. back the coin flip. I feel. Don't you, Johnson? Don't I you mean, feel like the coin flip's got to come back? Very successful at the corn, f- the corn flip. Maybe that's what we do. <laughs> in in honor of Ames, because <laughs> since you love Iowa, Iowa State, State, we do a corn flip. We just do a corn flip. <laughs> I'm hoping to get the, the Husker the cob. Uh, Husker right. cob. Call it in the air. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So, uh, again, uh, since we knew this was coming up, we did a complete and total random flip of the coin before we started. And, Johnson, you won. You get to go first. Boom. Sweet. Just like old times, Scoot. Yeah. So, Scoot did win last week. So, Scoot Johnson, uh, Scoot currently has the lead one game to zero over you on season two of Bluff the Fluffs. So, just be be concerned. And uh, this week... We're going to do a little something that pays homage to a recent West Virginian that passed away uh, and is very important to the state. A lot of people know the name. So it's all questions this week about the famous historic West Virginia figure, Chuck Yeager. So let's let's see what you guys know about the man who broke the sound barrier first. Scoot, how you feeling? You a little nervous about this? I mean, you're a history guy. Yeah. You love history. I'm a history guy. I'm sure he was a great guy. I never met him. Um, uh, we'll see how this goes. He was a legend. He's a uh, legend. Capital okay. L. I'm not saying he's not, but okay. A correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth ten points, and final bluff will be worth twenty-five. And Johnson, first question goes to you. Which of the following sports did Chuck Yeager play in high school? Did he play golf, football, baseball, or wrestling? Huh. I'm going to peg Chuck Yeager as a baseball player. Sorry, that's incorrect. Scooty for 10 points in the steal. Golf, football, or wrestling? I'm going to guess that uh, he was probably a football player. That's correct. Correct answer right there, Scoot. 10 points uh, gets you an early lead with the football. He played football while he was in high school in West Virginia. Was a star, I suppose, but did not go on to play in the collegiate level. He went on to break the sound barrier. All right, Scoot, this next question is back to you. Two nights before he was to fly the Bell XS-10 and break the sound barrier, Jaeger, A, broke his finger playing basketball, B, was arrested for disorderly conduct, C, broke two ribs falling off of a horse, or D, got lost while flying a practice mission that he had to eject from? Uh, that's a good question. Seeing as he was a football guy, I'm not going to say he played basketball. Uh, I don't know that he – I don't know him personally. Maybe he was uh, a guy that would uh, cause issues out and about in public, so maybe he was uh, disorderly. Um he looks like a guy that rode a horse. I'm going to say he broke a rib or something riding a horse. 
That's correct. He broke two ribs riding a horse. Fearing that he was going to be grounded from the flight, he had a local veterinarian tape him up, and he never told his flight surgeon. So he flew the mat. He flew. Uh, the XS1 with uh, and broke the sound barrier with two broken ribs. That's a man <laughs> oh, for you right I, there. I didn't know that. That's a man. That's yeah, a man. Does I, I that didn't kind of know stuff. That. That's actually a crazy story. Oh, so Johnson, you are down big time. Scoot's got a 15 to nothing lead on you. And this next question is back to you. In the movie The Right Stuff, actor Sam Shepard played Jaeger, but Chuck Yeager also made a cameo in that movie as a refueling specialist, a bartender, a member of the press, or Alan Shepard's doctor. Huh. Um, I don't know this. I'm, I've seen the movie, but I certainly can't remember off the top of my head. I'm going to go with a refueling specialist. Sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, Scoot, a bartender, a member of the press, or Alan Shepard's doctor? I think if I were to play a cameo in my own movie, I think I'd want to be a bartender. That's correct. He played a bartender uh, at Poncho's, which was like the famous bar that all the test pilots went to uh before so he played a bar a bartender there so good job scoot gets another 10 points and is dominating johnson right now 25 to nothing and scooty this next question is back to you by the way i just want to say um and i don't want to get you nervous or anything scoot by saying this but uh you're the first person ever on bluff the fluffs to have three correct answers in a row there's so more where that's coming from. This is like, I feel like this is like, I didn't want to say it because it's kind of like when you throw a no hitter, but just to let you know, you're three Feeling for three it. right now on questions. Feeling it. Uh, all right. Question number four, Scoot, is your question. Which of these presidents gave Chuck Yeager his Medal of Honor? Was it Lyndon Johnson, Ronald Reagan, Gerald Ford, or Richard mm. Nixon? I'm going to say uh, probably a little bit more recent. I'm going to go with Ronald Reagan. Oh. Yep. Sorry, Scoot. Johnson, back to you for 10 points in the steal. Was it Lyndon Johnson, Gerald Ford, or Richard Wow, this is Nixon? tough. I would have guessed the same thing that Scoot said. Um, and I feel like this is an odd answer, so I'm going to go with uh, Richard Nixon. Sorry, that is incorrect. The correct oh. answer is Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford gave him his Medal of Honor, the highest honor you can get as uh, somebody in the military in the United States. All right, Johnson, uh, sorry for the miss, but this next question's back to you. Uh, you're free to go ahead and buzz me as the wrong answer, if you'd like. No, I, I, got, a, I got a good feeling. I will tell you that I think Scoot will steal it if you can't get this one, though. All right, Johnson, for five points. Former Major League Baseball catcher Steve Yeager is the cousin of Chuck. He was also co-MVP of the 1981 Dodgers World Series win with which other player? Was it Steve Garvey, Dusty Baker, Pedro Guerrero, or Fernando Valenzuela? Who was he co-MVP with? Uh, in 81, let me think about these players, 81... I think 81, I'd want to go with Steve Garvey. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Scooty for 10 points and the steal. I'm going to go with his battery mate, Fernando Valenzuela. Oh, I'm sorry. That's incorrect as well. The correct answer is Pedro Guerrero. They both hit like four mm. home runs in that World Series, uh, both Steve Jaeger and Pedro Guerrero. And Steve Jaeger, by the way, also from West Virginia, Huntington, in case you didn't know that. Pedro Guerrero, not. <laughs> Pedro Guerrero, not from West Virginia. <laughs> correct. That's that's correct. No points there, Scoot. Sorry about that. All right, Scoot, uh, this next question is back to you. Originally, when Jaeger joined the Army uh he was not allowed to be a pilot because A, he was too short, B, he lacked the required education, C, he was left-handed, 
or D, he was from a state with no Air Force bases? Well, I think uh, to be a pilot, uh, it makes it easier if you are right-handed. So I'm going to say he was left-handed. Sorry, that's incorrect. Johnson, for 10 points and the steal, is it that he was too short, he lacked the required education, or that West Virginia had no Air Force Um, bases? I'm going to say he lacked the required education. That's correct. Back then, to be a pilot, you actually had to have pilot training prior to joining the Army. He did not have that. Uh, but that was later lifted as World War II started, and they needed pilots. So he then became a pilot. So Johnson, 10 points there, brings you back down a little closer. Scoot still has the lead 25 to 10 as we go into Final Bluff. Now, guys, as you always remember, Final Bluff's worth 25 points, and this time you have to buzz in for your answers. And each week we ask you to have your own buzzers. Scoot, what's your buzzer this week? Mine. Okay. All right. And Johnson? Meow. Like a little plane Okay, like a little little plane sound there. I like it. A little plane. I mean, I think he flew in big jets, but that's a little plane. Okay, we'll go with that. I'm just saying that's a little plane. That's all. <laughs> Look at that plane. Look at that plane sound, Scoot. That's, that's, a, that's cute. A, that's a little plane. I'm saying that's a little plane. All right, final bluff question here. In 1962, as a test pilot, Jaeger got stranded in the Nevada desert with which future astronaut after they after their jet got stuck in the mud on a test landing was it john glenn neil armstrong alan shepherd or gus grissom mine all right scooty for 25 points and the win uh it was john glenn sorry that's incorrect johnson for 25 points and the win was it neil armstrong alan shepherd or Gus Grissom? I'm going to go with Gus Grissom. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. And because we're going back to the old rules, Scooty's the winner. Congratulations, Scoot. The correct answer there would have been Neil Armstrong. And uh, Jaeger uh, kind of never liked Neil Armstrong and said that he didn't want to do the test landing. And Neil Armstrong said they had to do it and they got <laughs> stuck in the mud and stranded. <laughs> Now you're stuck together in the desert. The only difference is, is Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. So I don't know who won that one. Um, so congratulations, Scoot. Two weeks in a row taking a commanding lead on on season two of Bluff the Fluffs. And uh, Johnson, I, I, where's the concern level now? Oh, I'm not concerned. I can go on a heater at any time. Scoot knows that. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Congrats, Scoot. Thanks. Feeling good? I feel good. Uh, I know my Chuck Yeager. Yeah. Um, I f- it felt good. I know Josh Yeager. I know a lot of the Yeagers. You know the lot. <laughs> they're good people. Yeah. The Yeagers, good people, good people. Well, listen, guys, let's take a break. We'll come back with a segment that we pretend like we like to do because it makes Scooty happy. It's a little segment we like to call, I can't believe my ears. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Tactical Legion Knives, a West Virginia-owned and operated company that specializes in heavy-duty tactical knives and gear for the professional warrior, the weekend warrior, and the outdoor warrior. Our products are built tough. For who? For warriors. Hey, Mountaineer fans, make sure you go on Amazon and search Tactical Legion Knives. And when you do, make sure you put in the promo code 25TOBRADIO for Tob Radio you'll get 25% off on Tactical Legion Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. And don't forget to check out our website and merch section at gotyourearson.com. Johnson, it's sort of got everything anybody could ever ask for. Yeah, we had been telling people cross off your holiday list. So now that we're after the holidays, we've had this down period with our COVID issues with the basketball team. Go ahead relieve your your sorrows you're down you may you know maybe you're like man what do i do on this wednesday night there's no wvu to watch hit the merch link on gotyourearson.com hook yourself up with a hat a sweatshirt one of scoot's favorite fanny packs 
you know, it'll help, it'll help you. You'll feel like you're right back in the moment. So do that while you're on got You'll see, we post, um, the latest blog post with all the show notes for what we talked about this week, probably even junk. We didn't even get to, uh, the links will be all right there. And then you can also listen to the show right in the sidebar through the tune in link. So check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. Got your ears on.com. Every week, we love to find out what Scooty's been reading about on the internet. And it's a little segment that we like to call, I can't believe my ears. What do you got for us this week, Scooty? Well, fellas, um, if you know me, uh, you'll know that a lot of these I uh, can't believe my ears segments center on um, some very uh, specific topics that fall into food. food. Okay, so food. What's another one? Um What's another one? Johnson piercings, Florida man piercings, Florida man, a lot of Florida, uh, perhaps uh, world records. Yes, Guinness, um, Guinness records. Yes, you guys hit the nail on the head with the first topic there. So this is a food-related topic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, how familiar are you guys with uh, world trade? With what? World what? trade. World trade. I vaguely trade agreements. Are I you mean, familiar with trade not agreements? A, not enough to go in detail. No. I mean, it's not something I would say that I follow. Like I follow WVU on Twitter and all of the people who t- talk about it. I don't really follow all the people who talk about world trade. And what does this have Twitter? to do with food, Scoot? Okay. Well, um, maybe you've heard that uh, Great Britain, the United Kingdom, is looking to get out of the European Union. Have you heard yes. about that? Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Brexit. Yes. Yes. They uh, they call it Brexit. Yes. If you're yep. if you're down, they call it Brexit. Yeah. If you're down. Well, I know you're down with your UK friends and down, everything. You know. So apparently, as of January, um, some there are some stipulations that some of these other countries, now that. Great Britain is trying to leave the European Union. They're kind of getting a little upset with Great Britain. A little testy. Yeah, so they're restricting some items going back into. So if you were to travel to the Netherlands, perhaps. Yes, right. You're not allowed to bring certain things back to Great Britain. Right. Wait a minute. Like, can I still bring my Toblerone? Uh, No, probably not. Nor can you bring sandwiches. So here lately... Customs officials have been confiscating sandwiches from people trying to leave from other European countries going back to to uh, Great Britain. So like people that are like traveling to Great Great Britain are hacking a sandwich. Yes, maybe for the road, sure. Maybe maybe you're gonna have to take a boat. You're gonna have to take a boat, yeah. Yeah, or boat. Yeah. Or whatever. Those sandwiches are getting confiscated. Well what's happening to them? I'm going to say they're eating them, but go ahead. <laughs> My first thought, so having done some travel to Europe, the Netherlands specifically, uh, one thought I always had while I was there on my trip is how horrific the lunch menu was, like your lunch options were. You better eat a lot of breakfast because yeah. you're not getting anything good at lunch. So when I think about a sandwich I might make there, I mean, am I – crying a lot of tears here if i get back and the uk guys slap it out of my hand like hey don't bring your dan don't don't bring your dutch sandwich back in here man you can't do that i i think it's the dutch saying you can't take our tasty sandwich into england oh like don't try to even try that stuff oh yeah I like see you're what trying you're to saying. smuggle our sandwiches like hey what do you got in your pocket there buddy right is that a cucumber <laughs> sandwich well it's hand not over. england saying no it's it's these other countries saying, hey, you can't take any of our meat products back with you. What if you were coming back? I'm trying to think of like, where would I like, uh, I mean, a lot of European countries have wonderful food, but like what would what would tear you up the most? Scoot? You've been to uh, you've been to Monza, you, you know, like it, you're, you've been somewhere in Italy. Yeah. And you're coming back with like your, you know, I'm going to say a meatball sandwich. Yeah, you're, I'm going to be upset if they take my meatball sandwich. Right? Like, what are that would probably really break you apart, wouldn't it? Where I'm from, we'd call it a nice meatball grinder, is what we call them. Grinder. So we call them hoagies. if they were to take my meatball grinder from me, I'd be pretty upset about that. Let me ask you this though. Here's here's the bigger question. Now, I, I will say that out of the three of us. Uh, Johnson has probably done the most sort of international flights traveling. He oh, used yes. to have to travel quite a bit internationally for work. Um, Johnson, uh, have there have you ever packed 
a, have you ever made and packed a sandwich to go on a trip somewhere? No, I've barely uh, been organized to pack all of the things I needed to begin with. <laughs> so it never would have occurred to me to like Ziploc bag up, you know, some some food. Now, I have like, you know, been in the airport, grabbed a few things like, hey, I'm not right. sure when I get there what my options are. You know, I'm going to have some stuff, but never like a. You know, like I'm gonna wrap this sandwich up. That that's gonna treat like you're me not, right. You're not later. making a bologna sandwich right. and taking it with you. Uh, on, yeah, on the no, trip. I've never done that. I, I think that's what gets me more, Scoot. Is, I mean, Scoot, I can't. Are you making a cheese sandwich, Scoot, before you cheese and pickle sandwich and packaging it up and then getting on the plane? I mean, I guess here's the thing. If I think it's better than what I've got to look forward to, right? So if I'm a if I'm a native British guy, and I'm going back home. And I know I'm never going to have uh, a tasty meatball sub again like that. Maybe I'm taking one with me. Maybe I'm putting one in my pocket. I don't know. But I'm going you're stuffing, to... You're stuffing, you're stuffing some meatball sandwiches in your pocket? I mean, I'm going to try. If, it, if I think it's going to be good, at least enjoy something when I get home. I, I could see Scoot leaving, like, uh, what you know, what's something we could pick? Like, Skiffle Airport in Amsterdam. He's flying to Heathrow. He's got... He's just been through the Taco Bell. He's got two cheesy gordita crunches with him. And they're like, hey, buddy, you're not taking any of that fine cuisine into the UK. We're not allowing that. He's hammering those things so hard at the gate oh man like there's like pounding yeah just crushing those things now uh, i will tell you fellas and this won't come as a surprise when i broached this topic to my wife one she thought this was an exceptionally boring topic to have this as the segment two uh she found it odd that somebody would take food as well and i reminded her that i was on a flight to uh from Salt Lake City, Utah, to Chicago, in which a man ate for 45 minutes straight from some sort of, like, Panera purchase he made at the airport. And, I mean, it was amazing. We're talking chips. We're talking uh, trail mix. We're talking... uh, uh, looked like uh, a panini. I think he had a grilled panini. Well, I didn't think they let you travel just as an aside. I thought any time, like if you're coming back into the country and you have to declare stuff, food often will kind of get you on the naughty list anyway, right? You're not allowed to right. do like produce right. or any kind of food items, I thought. Um, so I'm not entirely surprised. I just think to me, it feels very specific of other countries being like, we're getting back at these guys at Brexit. Oh, oh, Brexit. Really? Well, guess what? You're not taking your ham sandwich back in with you. (laughs) Now, Scooty, I feel like, you know, you, you've talked a lot about, you know, your sandwich from Italy, the meatball, the meatball grinder that you'd have. But I I think we should, you know, the, the European union, a little bit bigger than that, than just Italy. and, And I think we should look at some other famous sandwiches. Let's, let's start in Germany. And let me ask you, like, is this a sandwich that you would want to smuggle? Okay back with you all right so the mitten met 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 brochen <laughs> the met met brochen met brochen i'm gonna say is the name it of the sounds sandwich. like uh, i believe um i believe uh they've done very well in the bundesliga and uh yes. they've got some very good players uh i believe uh um uh jürgen klinsman played for metten brook <laughs> Metbruchen. 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 So, well, what's in Metbruchen a what's in a Metbruchen? A, it's a very famous sandwich in Germany. Okay, right? Some kind of and pork. It, it's, Some... it consists of brochen, which is like a German bread roll. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. It's got All a little right. bit of chopped onion on it. It's got a little, a little chopped onion. You gotta get the metten in All there. Right. And it's got met. It's got met on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Would I you eat that? Scoot? Sounds like a meat sandwich. Met is meat. Yes. Met met is met is raw pork. Raw no, minced I would pork. not eat that. No, <laughs> oh, I would not eat fave, that. Your fave, Scoot. Your fave, Scoot. I'm sure I they'll let you put a slice of white American cheese on it to help it out. Raw pork, yeah, maybe if it was covered in it. Yeah, like a cheese whiz. Oh, now it's, you somehow just made this worse. I don't. I didn't think that was possible. But what else you got? All right, here we go. Here's another one, Scoot. One more. One more German sandwich here for you. How about the fish fish broten? Oh, fish broten. A fish, a fish sandwich. Yeah, so this is a, a fish sandwich that consists of a, a, a yes, but what kind of fish? Bread, onion, pickles, lettuce, remoulade. Mm. All right, 
and herring. Yeah, okay. <laughs> herring is probably not a fish I would like. Um, and it might be cold, Scoot. It's cold. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cold. It's, That's how uh, a lot of times you'll – because you'll see, like, street vendors, they'll just wrap it up in paper. It'll be cold fish with, like, onions and pickles and stuff, and people love that. Um, are you one of those people? No. I said people, like, not me. <laughs> not me people, but people. <laughs> I I'm just saying I think Scoot would have a hard time with some of those, you I would know, leave those sandwiches behind. I would not take those with Eastern me. Eastern European. I don't think he'd be worried about getting those, what those if, sandwiches uh, What if I tried to, like, uh, sabotage the customs official thinking that he's trying to take my sandwich and he's going to eat it? A sandwich saboteur. Right? He just wants my sandwich because it looks tasty. And uh, I give him one of them uh, fish and brotons. And, um, and you're like, joke's on you, buddy. Yeah. Have some herring. Yeah, here's some herring and some raw pork for you, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, I feel bad for the Brits that are trying to get back into their country and not having the ability to bring back a tasty sandwich. So, thanks, Scoot, for for letting us know. We'll be prepared next time yeah, no, we go uh, if you're travel to the European if you're Union. Going from Europe, some other European Union country to england you're gonna have to leave some things behind all right well listen guys uh hopefully next time we get to meet again and talk there'll have been at least a basketball yes please so that that's the hope right now we're scheduled on saturday the 23rd to play kansas state in the i like to yell really loud octagon bramblage center uh, at 4 p.m., that game is going to be on one of the ESPNs, so ESPN2 or ESPNU right now. Uh, so definitely check that out. Keep your eyes peeled to Twitter, Instagram, all those places where we post uh, at Got Your Ears to see if there's any change. We'll let you know. And don't forget, check out our website, GotYourEarsOn.com, for more information. We'll be back next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On. <laughs>